Hey y'all, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. Kara Sanchez is a wife, mom of two, and a high school Spanish teacher turned griefy content creator. After the unexpected loss of her mom, she turned her lemons into legacies, using her educational background to create tools and resources for those grieving while ensuring everyone leaves behind a piece of their heart to those they love for safekeeping in a carefully curated guided journal with over 55 prompts. Kara's story is amazing. I can't wait for y'all to meet her. Let's dive in. Kara, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm so excited to talk to you today. First, tell me how you're doing. How are you? How's life? <laughs> well, we just uh, went over the fact that I came home from school today, a little ill, a little under the weather. Yeah. But um, <laughs> these days, being a mom, sometimes I welcome the, the illness so I can stay home and watch TV. So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> I know one of my <laughs> friends terrible. is on... No, I get it. I 100% get it. I'm like, yes, that's the solitude and the entertainment sounds wonderful. <laughs> uh-huh, for sure. How old are your girls? Um, my oldest, she's turning three at the end of the month. And then my youngest turned one in June. So she's like one and a half-ish. Yeah. Oh, my, wait, turned one in June. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. Yeah. So the story that we're going to talk about today did not happen that long ago. Mm-mm. Yeah, it happened oh in June, June of 2022. So like basically not this past summer, but the summer before. Yeah. That is yeah. insane. Okay. Yeah. And listeners are like, okay, what, what story are you talking about? So share a little bit about your story and how you decided to launch this legacy letters journal and really your whole uh, mission and all of that. Sure. Tell us, I'm, I'm actually have been anxiously awaiting hearing this story too. Um, so, I mean, I could go on for hours, but I know that you only have a limited amount of time, so I'll abbreviate it. Um, basically, um, last spring, uh, at the end of the school year, I was, or I guess that would be two springs ago now, um, I was expecting my second and I was very pregnant and just anxiously awaiting the summer to come because she was due in July. And lo and behold, um, Memorial Day weekend, I ended up getting COVID. And then I also went into labor early, like hand in hand. And it was a little bit of a surprise because it was a full month early, but it wasn't anything out of the norm because my first daughter was born a few weeks early as well. But long story short, it, the birth plan did not go as planned. Um, I ended up needing an emergency C-section for the second time. So it was like another traumatic birth that was not very fun. Mm -hmm. um, and because I had COVID and my husband had COVID, they wouldn't let him in the hospital with me. No. So yeah, I was alone. I was trying to have a VBAC. Like it was just a hot mess. And um, they, when they were trying to put the epidural in, like they had to take it in and out like four times. Like it was just like literally anything that could have gone wrong, like went wrong. You're kidding. Um, so my husband ended up, um, going home and he was just trying to test and test and test to get a negative result. So they would let him in and he couldn't get one. So he called my mom 
and my mom was able to come and it was great. But at the same time, it was just a weird situation because you, you expect to be there with your husband. And then just me and my mom at the time, like we normally had such a great relationship, but we were just kind of going through it at the time. It was just like a weird patch in our relationship. Um, but yeah, she was, ended up being there for me and, um, it was, it was a good experience. Like we were able to hash a lot of things out like the day after while I was recovering. And, um, because I had COVID, they wouldn't let me like be with my baby. So I was separated from her for a couple of days. Like it was just crazy. Oh my um, gosh. but the next day, right around 10 AM, cause the baby was born in the middle of the night, like 2 AM, 10 AM. My husband woke up again tested he was negative and then like oh yeah he can come in now and I was like what like, oh my god crazy so it was just basically like a changing of the guard moment where my husband came in and we were all just sitting and talking and then um my mom was getting ready to go on this trip that she had planned my mom was like a very avid traveler but because of COVID that didn't happen as much so um a trip that she had planned with all of her friends and some family members um, in 2020 got pushed back and pushed back. And so it was finally happening. And so like three days after my daughter was born, my mom ended up going on this trip to Europe and she had not been feeling the greatest. Um, she was the type of person that like just wouldn't stop and just kept going and going and going. And she was in charge of planning the prom at her high school. She's also a teacher. And, um, yeah, she, when she got to Italy, I got a text message from my dad on my mom's phone and he was just saying, Hey, like your mom had a really rough flight. She's not feeling well. I think we're going to take her to the doctor in the morning if she's still not feeling well. And that was like, you know, the day that they got there. And so my mom decided to stay back in the hotel while my dad and everyone else went out to dinner. And when they came back from dinner, my mom was like really not feeling well. She was sweating. Her hands were clammy, like all of this stuff. And she's like, I think something's wrong. Like you need to call an ambulance. And by the time the ambulance came, like she was gone, like it just happened so quick. Um, yeah, it was just a nightmare. And so, yeah, fast forward to the next day, my dad calls me and my phone keeps ringing, but I'm finally able to see my daughter. Like I, that was like one of the last text messages that I had sent my mom was like a picture of me, like holding the baby. And she's like, I'm just so happy you guys are together, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, the next day we're in the NICU with the baby and my phone kept ringing and it was my dad letting me know that my mom had unexpectedly passed away while they were there. So it was just like a gut punch. Like I did not, I was not expecting that. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe how much it just completely turned your world like upside down. And the fact that I had just had a baby, like my emotions were oh, yeah. everywhere. Like I was just screaming and crying and like freaking out and then then I felt guilty that I was so upset and then I couldn't take care of my baby like it was just honestly like a mess it was nuts um so yeah that was my really exciting fun <laughs> postpartum experience for the second time and um basically while I was on maternity leave I just did so much like ruminating and reflecting on where we left off and the situation that we were in. And I just kept thinking of, man, like, I wish that we had one more conversation or I wish that we had talked about X, Y, Z or this specific thing. And I guess like that's kind of where the journal started to come to fruition was just 
really craving those conversations that you didn't get to have mm. those like pieces of information that just felt left open for interpretation and like I really just needed that confirmation from my mom that you know everything was going to be okay or I had permission to continue living my life and you know just all these things mm. like I just I wanted that so badly so um I, I had gone back to work and I was just really struggling and going through it and I had some girlfriends at the time that we were, we were all kind of going through a different experience, like becoming new moms and just questioning if there was something more for us out there in terms of like purpose. And I explained, like, I really thought that that was like something I wanted to do and create. And so they wholeheartedly like encouraged me to do it. And that very day, like I just sat down and just started busting them out. Like I just started thinking of all the conversations I wish I could have had with my mom still. And so, wow. Yeah, like the day I started it, I want to say I wrote like, I don't know, 30 different prompts. So wow, I was like in a flow state. I don't know. It just like came out of me and I just, it felt a little bit like divinely inspired to be honest. So it, yeah. um, yeah, it just, it came so easily naturally to me. And I really did feel like that was something I was supposed to be helping other people with. I don't know. Yeah. That's insane amazing unbelievable like <laughs> all of these adjectives are going through my head the idea of losing someone in three days after having a baby yeah um and not only just someone but one of the most significant people in your life is like I could cry thinking about it. Like I could just cry for you because I'm just like, what? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean? And what's so funny is that whenever we got in touch to record this podcast, I was like, you know, I've never really, I don't think I've ever really talked about grief and it's not like a super exciting topic. So I was just thinking, yeah. but I, for some reason I was like, I just have to say yes. Like I just was like, yeah, I think I want to have her on. And then in my life, I lose yeah. two people in one month yeah. that I love. And actually going to a funeral tomorrow for a third person that oh. um, wasn't a direct family member of mine, but you know, someone in our, in our circle that we love. And I was just like, oh, and that felt very divine that yeah this interview would be kind of teed up in, in the timing that it was. And the fact that I've been doing this podcast for years, and this is the time that we talk about grief in the time that I'm really grieving. And I have grieved my grandfather, who was very much like my father. Like he raised me like his daughter and I have grieved him and lost him before. And mine, it was very sudden, actually all four of these significant losses were all sudden. And yeah. that phone call, like yes. getting the phone call is just one of those things where you get, I mean, I feel like your vision blurs. You just like, it yeah. truly feels like you're, something is spinning, like what? And it's so wild how that happens. And it's so wild how this timing of all of this is kind of working out. Now, during my, um, I want to say it was my cousin's, uh, we were planning his memorial. You sent me a, something that you sell on your website and yeah. it's pretty much conversations to have yeah. with the grieving, which I think is so 
incredible that you have this. I don't want you to kind of share about it because whenever we go to these memorials, right, I've been this tomorrow will be my third in a month and we can go to these memorials and you're like, Hey, how are you? What, what, no, good to see you. No, what? Uh, and you don't know what to say because yeah. you're just like in your normal robotic, like, Hey, how are you? Whatever. That's how you greet everyone in your everyday life. But whenever you're in that situation, like you're like, how, oh, so, no that I do. <laughs> don't know what to yes. say yes. so tell us about this these conversation cards that you have well so I don't know I'm I'm a teacher and so I always think of things through the lens of my students and where they as like young people get stuck on things and I think sometimes we as adults like you just express this like you get stuck like it's not like you don't want to talk about things it's just you don't know what to say and you right. need it almost like broken down for you. So that's kind of what I tried to do was just think of fun or quirky or just like memory triggers that allow you to continue to keep that person's memory alive because at least for me like this whole experience has taught me so much. Like I really, I didn't know a ton about grief until the situation. Like, yes, I had lost my grandma like about a year and a half before that, but it was one of those things where I had so much anticipatory grief. Like she was on hospice. Like I just knew yeah. that it was coming. And it just also felt like this is the circle of life. Like it was her time. Like she was older. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, when it happens out of the blue like this and just, it it completely pulls yes young like my mom was 57 like that just seems like way before her time you know yeah my um, uncle was 55 that just passed and then my cousin was 25 like what yeah like it just it feels like so wrong so like yeah all, all you want is to continue living your life with them still part of it and so I mm. think that that's why those conversations are important because one you get to hear maybe things about them that you didn't know and it's almost like kind of informative but two it just brings back all of these awesome memories that you have and it almost reminds you that yes although they are not physically here right now they are always going to be a part of your life and like that's what you need in that moment is that comfort of yes they that that spirit that presence that all of the things that they instilled in you will for, forever live on through you and through these conversations. So I don't know. I just feel like things like that are so important, especially when you don't know what to do for a grieving friend is if you yeah. print those out for them and just say like, I just want you to know, like if you ever want to talk about them, like I'm here for you. And like, I want to hear your stories. Like that's probably like a plus like response, you know, that's the best yeah. thing you can do is just remind them that you'll always say their name, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and not like tiptoe around it and be awkward about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like let's, oh my gosh. Re remember whenever your, your mom said this or your mom said that, or this happened and remember X, Y, Z, like I very much treasure that. Like I treasure like For sure. telling the fun, cool stories, like telling the way that that person's life mattered or impacted other people is such a, a warm, I don't know. It's like a little hug. It's like a little God wink. Yes, for sure. And like, I feel like they've talked about this for years, like, Oh, like, you know, when someone dies, they'll continue to live on in the spirit of others. And like, you don't really know what that means until 
you actually like conceptualize it and you're like, oh my gosh, like that is what that means. And so yeah. I don't know. I think that's it's so important to continue to have the conversations and keep them a part of your vocabulary. When totally. You, can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You sent me the conversation cards and I was like, this is incredible. These matter. This is amazing. Where can I share this? I think I was like, I have to find the link and all the things. And then the guided journal, it's the legacy letters guided journal. That's what we were talking about before. Yeah. I'm like, um, I need to get it for my aunts, my cousins, like everybody right now. Like we all need the guided journal. I'm about to order 10 copies of the guided journal. But it's amazing because I just don't, I think there are so many and I've seen it with myself and I've seen it in my reaction to like my cousins or my aunts, like there's so many, like, I don't know what to do. There's so many of that. And it's not that you don't want to do something. So you just don't know how to comfort that person and everyone grieves differently. So you're just trying to like jump over hurdles and all that stuff. And one thing that I found helpful with one of my cousins was she is, she's just the opposite of me in every way, which is hilarious and amazing. And we love each other so much, but it's just funny. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to comfort you the best because we are so different. And so I sent her like a text and it had three options and you got to pick which option, like yes. a contactless delivery, just a happy little surprise. And then another one was like an encouraging text or memory. And then the last one was like a night in person, like we'll plan a dinner or something like that. And in her, what she needed in that moment was the contactless, like delivery of something, you know, Mm -hmm. and me, I'm like, I want everybody around me all the time, like suffocate me with, with your presence. Um, (laughs) So it's just kind of amazing to have these different tools in your tool belt that you don't want to ever have to use, but whenever you do have to pull them out, especially when something unexpected happens, that they're available to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, I love that you gave her options because I mean, like you said, when you get those phone calls, your world is spinning and you are just so like caught off guard. And when someone asks like, what can I do? Like it it means so much and the intention is so beautiful, but you don't even know what your name is at that point. Right. Like you don't know what you need. And so I think that that's awesome that you provided those options because yeah, it gives people a little bit of say, and then it also gives them some structure back, you know? So that's super yeah. important. And decision fatigue in the midst of all of those logistics, like in those mm-hmm. first days, you're like, uh, so my uncle passed away on family vacation, which was not in a different country, but it was in a different state. And there was enough, you know, red tape to be like, okay, how do we do all of these logistics and then also deal with the text messages and all these things. So as someone in your position, like what did someone tell you something that you felt was really helpful or like, how did you get a text that was like, oh, that was a great thing to say in that moment? Um, I think for me, and like you said, everyone's different, but for me, Mm -hmm. like my friends that simply just wanted to show up and like be there for me, that for me was the most helpful. Like I'm the same as you. I wanted to just be, like, I didn't want to be alone. Like Mm -hmm. being alone felt like the scariest thing in the world. Like I remember at one point, I don't remember if it was that day or like the next day, my husband had to go home and like find something for my daughter who was at home with his cousins. And like, I was home alone 
not home alone, but like I was at the hospital at alone the hospital with my alone. baby. Yeah. And I was like, I was petrified. Like I just felt so like, yeah, you felt alone. You felt like isolated. So for me, I needed that, like all my friends to kind of show up for me. And so they did that. Like they came over, they all brought some wine and snacks and like we just sat and like they were comforting. And for me, like that's what I needed. So I don't know. I think it's really important to just show up for people and it's okay to say like, Hey, like, I don't even know what to say right now. Like, I don't know how to help you. Just, I want you to know that like, I am here for you and I'm here to listen. And yeah, I think that's like, just really important to just let somebody know that you're there. Yeah. I do love that. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think of like other different like helpful scenarios okay here's my question (laughs) and this is like niche obviously but like at what point are you like can you stop bringing food like how like what are the other things that people could bring that aren't that isn't food because somebody wants to bring something they want to bring something so what can they bring that's not food whenever you probably have like counterfuls of food oh my god yeah we had a lot actually we did have food, but we also had a lot of gift cards. So that was great. Like, I feel like that was really helpful. Um, just because, yeah, that's the last thing you want to worry about is like, what are we going to make for dinner tonight? So like I had, oh my God, I was eating out for like four months. (laughs) It was fantastic because I was just so overwhelmed with everything that was going on. And so, yeah, I needed that, that ability to just like, okay, let's order a pizza tonight. Um, so yeah, I think gift cards were really helpful. Um, my girlfriends had, my mom was like a bird watcher. She loved birds. So mm-hmm. they had uh, like birdhouse made for her, which I thought was really special. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I just think like little things that like remind you of that person, like even like text message with pictures and like collages of like their favorite memories of them like I cherished Mm. those like I just loved hearing about my mom um from different perspectives like at her service she had two services like one for family and then we had one at her high school for like all of her students to attend and they left a bucket of all of these cards from her students that I still have and like all just hundreds of letters of how they impacted her and so for me like that's something I treasure so much because I feel like I, I learned so much about my mom and like the way that she helped other people and impacted their lives and so that that was really awesome to read too so yeah I whenever we were at my uncle's memorial he had one of his friends tell this story and I'm like this story is so funny and amazing and like a a side of my uncle that I never really knew and I was like I think my uncle was straight out of a John Hughes film like he was the 80s like heartthrob John Hughes inspiration and I was like I'm so thankful to have those memories that I I mean not to have those memories to have those stories that I never knew before and it was just you know I knew who he was to me but I didn't know all that he was to other people. And those memories are just so fun and sweet. And like, they make it so comforting. It's such a comforting thing to hear like other people's experience with your person or your people, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, it's like such a tricky line to balance. Cause like, like you said, everyone is so different. And so for me, like, 
I enjoy the lightheartedness and I enjoy the humor Mm -hmm. and I enjoy all of that stuff because for me, like laughing is what kind of gets you through like the hardest things in life. So I just love those stories about my mom that are just silly and goofy and like maybe the picture and, you know, a kind of funny light, but that's okay because like, that's who she was, you know? So I know I think Mm -hmm. it can be tricky because you don't want to like offend anyone, but at the same time, I think you, you have a pretty good understanding of your friends who are grieving or whoever that's grieving, like whether or not that would upset them or not. And so I would just encourage people that it's okay to be lighthearted about it and just yeah share the happy memories. Cause like, that's truly what they want to hear for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I love that that is something that's comforting, you know, in the middle of grief, but I'm wondering how can we take that kind of celebration and tell tell it to people or like share it with people while they're still here you know like what does it look like to celebrate each other well before Mm -hmm. uh, before death before we before we were lost like do you have any ideas about that like how can we celebrate well um I just think at least with like my journal, like, I don't think it has to be something that you fill out and it's saved or reserved for a time that you're no longer there. Mm. Um, I envision filling them out for my daughters and letting them know that it's on the bookshelf and they can go to it anytime. And so love that. Um, I don't know. I just think having those tricky talks or those uncomfortable conversations, although can be difficult to navigate like it's so important to just realize that we are only here for a short time and put it all out on the table like never leave any love left behind and Mm. unfortunately like I feel like that's where I was left with my mom is that I know how much my mom loved me but I wish that it was something that we put all out on the table like and vice versa like I wish I could have expressed to her more how much I loved and cared about her just because the space that we we left in a relationship in again was like a little funky and we it was just it, we we're going through some growing pains at the time and so unfortunately sure. that just happened to be the time that she was called back but I don't know it just yeah I think it's just so important to not be afraid of your emotions and just face them and and talk through them whenever you can good and bad because everyone wants to hear how much they're loved so yeah yeah so good Okay, where can we find your journals and where can we keep up with you and all the places and all the things? Sure. So my journals are currently being sold exclusively on Amazon. So you can search Legacy Letters Journal and then my name, Kara Sanchez. Um, I just finished publishing it in Spanish. So that's great that that's available in two languages. Um, And uh, my conversation cards are available on my website at LegacyLettersJournal.com. I do have an Instagram. Um, I'm kind of a nut job. I'm all over the place with my my Instagram. So I, I do a little it. bit about my journals, but then I also do just funny grief reels and relatable mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so that's at Legacy Letters Journal. And then I'm also in the process. Um, it's, it's pretty much done. I'm just trying to figure out a good time to launch it. I basically took those conversation cards and then also turned them into a journal as well. So oh, cool. in case someone who is grieving, maybe they're the type of person they don't want to have these conversations all the time. They want just a place to safe keep all of the memories that they have of somebody. Like that's a place where they can go and just write down things. Um, 
So I know for me, at least my daughters, unfortunately, my, my mother-in-law, she passed away too. So they're both growing up without grandmas. And so I just feel like it's so important for them to have a place to go and learn about them and yeah, yeah know what it's like to have strong, amazing older women in their life, even though they're not physically here. So that was my goal is to just have something physical written down about both of them that they can learn about. So, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I'm so thankful that you turned lemons into legacies, like your Instagram says, because that's such a good visual (laughs) and that's exactly what you're doing. So um, I just so appreciate you, your time and your work. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day, feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget, let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.